pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN, AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Brandon Medina, Tanner Carlson, and Quinn Hudson, the Sunday Sports Grill. What's going on, San Antonio? We're back in attack. We are ready to roll. I'm your man with the plan, Brandon Big Poppy Medina. This is the Sunday Sports Grill. I got my man, Mr. Quinn. Easy money Hudson over here. Ooh, on a like Sunday. That? On a Sunday. Listen, I like it, man. It's the Lord's Day. Our boy Tanner Carlson had some other stuff he needed to worry about, but hey, we're here holding down the forts. We got him here, and we have a lot to talk about, man. It's going to be a crazy show. Not only do we have a legitimate, great championship game coming up. Man, do we ever. Tomorrow. But... We also have a lot to talk about with the Valero Open here in San Antonio. We have the San Antonio Spurs fighting, clawing. They're on the stretch. They come. I mean, they are literally going as hard as they can go to get a spot. And not even a big one. You're the last spot, the 10th spot. If you were ever in question that the Spurs were not trying to get in. This is the... This is telling you different. It's telling you different. These young players are balling out, man. It, it matters to them. Yeah. So I was there on Friday watching the Trailblazers game. Absolutely smacked the Trailblazers, but they faced them again today, man. You can't you can't just stop. Listen, they're they're legitimately going to be tested. We looked at the schedule. We're going to have Jeff Garcia from Ken's Five Sports Zone and uh, Locked On Spurs coming on with us around noon, uh, but. They legitimately are going to get tested, Quinn. And you said you don't know that they're going to be able to win any of the games. I honestly, I I do believe they'll win tonight. I, I feel okay. like Portland is is you know Portland tried to hang on at, at the second half of this season as if potentially if Damian Lillard was going to come back and they felt like they could still try to get in in the kind of the way the Clippers have played. So they were kind of scrapping, even though they were without key players. They no longer have CJ McCullough, but then they, Damian. You know, Lillard wasn't back, so they were still balling, though. They were still competing with the young talent. Yeah. Um, but now you look at the Spurs week, man, and you've got the Nuggets sitting there. You've got, I mean, I, I don't know. The Timberwolves are playing well. They, Carl uh, Anthony Towns has, has found his identity with this this young nucleus. And um, you round it out with the Mavericks at the end of the week. I feel like, the, and the Warriors, you got the Warriors mixed in there, too. Mm-hmm. I feel like this week, there's no gimmies. At all. No. I agree. I think this week is going to be a very, very tough one, and they got to be ready, man. I think this team's starting to really come together. Lonnie played lights out on Friday. I don't know if you saw some of those highlights. Bro, I was I mean, I was thoroughly impressed. One, Lon, we know Lonnie has a solid vertical. You Lonnie's get up gone. There, but he can float, bro. <laughs> Lonnie can float. I mean, the dude is doing some stuff, some acrobatic I, stuff, and I, I agree with you. 
I don't know that Lonnie stays a spur. I, I hate to say it this way. Now. I hate to say it right this way, but it's true. Uh, Lonnie has earned his way to get uh, unspurs money. Like the Spurs are not going to give him You're that contract. Like, hey, he's going to learn. He's going to learn. He's going to go down the same road of everybody going from Jared Jackson to uh, Jonathan Simmons, uh, Forbes when he left, Bertans when he left. It's that that point where they've played outside of the the hometown discount, and and Lonnie's going to earn money, and he's going to go to another team, and he has demonstrated that he is a very versatile swing player and when he's got when you he's got everything he's got the athleticism he's streaky scorer not a shooter mm -hmm. but um he he's going to be a key to a good team i think a, a good team adding him yep. is going to benefit from you know what he reminds me of being a mavericks fan deshaun stevenson you know okay when deshaun you. stevenson it was that that catalyst player that you put him in the game he could he could switch off on defense he could get buckets he keeps the defense honest if you let him give a clear path to the lane he's gonna try to flush it Yo, deshaun stevenson was a baller he was absolutely an absolute baller. hooper um yeah no i like that i like the comparison i think he's definitely coming into his own he wasn't this person uh or maybe he was but he wasn't as as uh as shown off, obviously, the minutes were getting taken up by Derek White a little bit beforehand. Yeah. Um, and so now that he's able to truly come into himself and, and show off, you know, all his acrobat moves. And obviously, you know, whenever Lonnie would come in, it was almost, you know, especially in the beginning, it was almost like how we look at Primo, right? Like the fans would go crazy. They were very excited. Yep. Now you're on a contract. Your last, last year of your contract, I mean, he knew I had to ball out. And the thing is, I think Lonnie will break the uh the bad luck that is Spurs players moving on because when you talk about Spurs players moving on, they go get their money and they just disappear and vanish into, you know, wherever they okay, go. Okay, but then what's the end game? If you if you're Lonnie, right? If you're Lonnie and you're like, okay, I could go to a team well, and then Lonnie, fade into obscurity. Okay, that's what make happens. Make more right? money. Make more money. But do you not agree that's what happens? I mean you look at like the Gary Neal, the Jonathan Simmons when True. they when they played all but they played a great one year. Right. Moved on, got their money. The only one that's even relevant still, I guess, would be I mean, Boban obviously was here for a little bit. Um, but also uh who am I thinking of? George Hill. That's George Hill. He's yeah. only, he's only had an actual career right. after moving on. But see, Forbes is is becoming kind of a mercenary of sorts, right? Yeah, because he you're got right. a ring with the with the Bucks. But he has to come back, get a little shine again on the Spurs. Okay, but, little, but when you look at but when you but when you look at the resume now, he's like, I got a championship that I wouldn't have got if I stayed with the Spurs. Right. I made a little more money than the Spurs were going to pay me. Now I'm going to the Nuggets who are another potential contender and have a chance to play again. Like, I mean, you know, he gives himself to be he doesn't have to be a bigger player. See, the problem with Forbes on the Spurs is when we bring him off the bench, we need him yeah. to be special. Yes. And when he ain't special and ain't he can't play defense, then we don't need you. Yeah, we get upset. But but if he goes to like a Nuggets or like when he was with the Bucks, he comes in, we just need you to come in and be a sniper, not do anything else. We got the defense covered. We'll help you. We'll protect your your deficiencies on defense. Just knock down the jumper. And we got enough strong superstars that are going to draw attention. You're going to get open looks. Yeah, I know. It's going to be interesting, man. I mean, I'm excited to talk to uh, Jeff to see what he thinks. Because, I mean, looking at that schedule, you got the Timberwolves. You yeah. got the Nuggets. You got the Warriors. You mm. got uh, who's the last team they play? Is it uh, Mavericks? The Mavericks. Yeah, I mean, and all those teams playing very well for seeding. All those teams playing for seeding. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's gonna be it's a it's a tough grind. You have Portland today. That's the only game. Clearly, looking back at Friday, you should win. Right. 
Um, but I mean, it's going to be tough, man. It's going to be a rough one for them. Um, I'm excited to see what they plan to do to make uh, adjustments for the uh, the future games coming up with, especially with the Warriors and the Mavericks, and those teams are just mis. I mean, it's 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 a mismatch in a lot of different areas. But moving forward, we also have a great finale to March Madness, mm. right? And what a great what a great Saturday! Yeah, great Saturday. I mean, it was it was jam packed. Uh, your final four, of course, was Duke, North Carolina, for the first time ever, which is ridiculous. That's a crazy stat. I had no idea that that even existed. But I could see it, though, because the, the college gods always trying to pit them together in the championship so they would always put them in different brackets right. purposely and seed them so that they'd have to meet you know, right. in the Final Four, and it just never would come to fruition. Yeah, so uh, I'm glad Eric Church got to see his Tar Heels uh, move on after for him. disrespecting the city of San Antonio. Uh, but North Carolina and Duke uh, had a great game. North Carolina takes that one. Kansas and Villanova. Not as close as I thought it would be. It was a first round. TK yeah, I mean, I put I put twenty five on Villanova to win. I think seventy five. They're a plus two something. Mm. And in my head, I was like, "Yo, Vegas is going to give me plus money on Villanova. I'm taking." Right. Kansas looked uh, very legit, and Kansas, I will say, has had a very up and down year as a squad outside of March yeah, Madness. True. And in March completely locked in i mean have they had a close game no when do you want to play your best it's right it's right now absolutely it's right now so abaji's stock is just going skyrocketing all the way i mean if you're going to be on the biggest stage and and to be playing the way that they're playing truly showing they've got the perimeter shooting they got the versatility right um it makes for a great final four final uh matchup on monday night and I don't think there's a clear-cut winner, but both teams are coming off of Saturday night showing mm-hmm. they are all about it. And I, I I was conflicted in the Duke-North Carolina game. I'm not a Duke fan. I'm also not a Coach K fan, but I um, acknowledge the deserving accolades that he's gotten. Right. Uh, in a lot of ways, like Popovich, he's demonstrated the versatility and adaptability as a coach to coach different tiers of talent and win different styles. Right. And so that that deserves that um to be uh that longevity is not just a career tenure award. Coach K has shown he can re- recruit, he can adapt to the the new changes, the way the, the one and dones mm-hmm. and even with the difficult personalities. When you look at what who he's had on that roster, Zion Williams, I'm sure that wasn't an easy boat either. He he continues to find ways to win. So, I kind of was rooting for the Hollywood story in some ways, in some weird way. I wanted to see that, that kind of renaissance of seeing could coach K on ride out like that. Right. But then when I saw his surliness leaving the court last night, I found gratification. Yeah. So I was kind of glad that they lost, man. Listen, coach K, nothing but respect to an incredible career. Um, but this Tar Heel team's different, man. I mean, you, I'm looking at it because we're gonna we're gonna put a Kanagi Sala bit on this. So oh. we need to find a drop, Edwin. I don't know what we gotta find for a Kanagi yeah. Sala bit, but obviously we don't do it much. This is a very special moment. Yeah, we it's do usually it for the NFL. It's usually for the NFL or mm-hmm. for big games like championship games like yeah. this. So we're gonna put a Kanagi Sala bet for sure right now. I'm taking the Tar Heels. You're taking the Jayhawks. I am definitely taking. Can you Rock allow me, Jayhawks, baby? Can what? you allow me? To possibly, because it happens once a show at least. Can I try to change Quinn Hudson's mind? You can try, but you're not going to be able to. 
So you're 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 for sure stuck. This cake is baked, baby. Okay, cake is baked. I'm gonna let you know though. All right. Go ahead. The cake got holes in it somewhere. Oh, well, All right. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Okay. I'm gonna let you know. Well, we break that Just, down. Here we go. Okay. We're gonna break it down when we come back. Okay. All right. All We're gonna right. break it down. But I have a feeling you're not gonna be as confident simply because listen, your boy got a little bit of statistics up his sleeves. Oh. All right. So when we come back, let's talk more about March Madness, North Carolina versus Kansas, as well as coming up, we're talking about good old San Antonio Spurs basketball. We're going to talk about the Valero Open. We're going to talk about a lot of cool pop culture stuff going on, especially about Fiesta, what that means to the city and what hey. it means to us. So make sure you got your gorditas ready, especially if you're going downtown right now. Thank you for tuning in. This is the Sunday Sports Grill on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM, and on the go at sasportstar.com. Oh, yeah, San Antonio, we are jamming on a Sunday morning. Hopefully, you guys are having a wonderful weekend, weekday. Hopefully, you're on your way to Fiesta. If not, you're tuned into the right spot, the right place to get yourself pumped up. This is basically an audio version of the best gordita you can find there on Market Square. Because, hey. you know what I'm saying, we're coming at you hot and fresh off the press. So, myself, Brandon Medina, Quinn Hudson in the building. You know. We are going to be talking about a lot of sports, a lot of fun pop culture stuff. But right now we're talking about March Madness. And I mm. told Quinn, before we went into the segment, in the last segment before the break, I said, do you mind if I try to change your mind? He said, you can go ahead, but you're not going to do it. Sounds good. He's taking Kansas. I'm taking North Carolina. Ghanagi Salas are on the line on the next line, week. Man. Big time deal. I'm looking forward to it. Okay. So, Kansas, right? I said, have they had a close game this year? As far as like in the tournament, right? That's what we talked about. Yep. No, they haven't, right? They knocked the hell out of Texas Southern. Well, why wouldn't they? Right. Right? They beat Creighton 79-72. That's probably the closest of the games they had. Yep. Providence, another one, 66-61. Mm -hmm. Right? Miami, 76-50. to Absolutely smack Miami. Okay? And then now in the final four, Villanova, 81-65. to Right. Very impressive. Right? So... Keep keep an eye on the teams I mentioned, right? We had Texas Southern, Providence, Creighton, teams like that. Okay. North Carolina beat Marquette 95 to 63. Number one, Baylor, 93 to 86. UCLA, who a lot of people had moving very, very, you know, uh, deep into the tournament, 73 to 66. The St. Peter's Peacocks that knocked off many big dogs in this tournament. 69 to 49 and just beat Duke 81 to 77. I think this team is battle tested a lot more than the Kansas Jayhawks in this tournament. Would you not agree? Uh, the argument that you're making with that, those stats, yeah. would you not agree? I would agree with okay, those. That's stats. what I'm telling you. But, that's but, what I'm asking. But okay, so obviously you were very good at hopscotch right. as a child, right? Because you yep. hopscotched over Virginia Tech, you 100%. hopscotched over Tennessee. Mm -hmm. Those are teams that gave UNC the business, mm -hmm. including that same Duke team beat them this season, right? Mm -hmm. And what does Virginia Tech and Tennessee have in common? They have versatile bigs who can shoot. Okay, what does Kansas give you? versatility and the ability to shoot. So I believe that physicality that Kansas is showing, the way they're moving the ball, you really can't dial in on any one player. I believe this is going to give the UNC the problems that they're not have not seen 
except last night. And by the way, Duke had a chance to win this game. Right. And, and you're talking Make about... Make your free two, throws. Two, oh, man. I mean, I, I felt bad for him. Um, the, the young man missed two free throws down the stretch. Um, but... Make no mistake about it, UNC made big, big shots down the stretch yep. to say we want this game. They yeah. weren't going to hope Duke misses. They went after it and knocked down big shots. So to me, I see UNC, it's not going to be a pushover. I do see the game to be close. I don't think Kansas is going to do as they've been doing this tournament right. and win out the gate. I think they're going to have to grind this out. But I believe they have the ability to make adjustments, in-game adjustments, to beat you in different ways. And that's why it will be... Hey, you. It's interesting because you said I'm really good at hopscotch. You must have been the champion of hopscotch, though. You know what I'm saying? Good. Double Dutch. I was more of a double Dutch guy. <laughs> That's what it is, double Dutch. <laughs> because you also skip over Kansas lost to Texas Tech. They lost to TCU. They lost to Baylor, who just got beat. I wasn't by trying to pander to you. Right. I'm just saying. That's what you happened. You wanted right? me to say that. But and I then also get... lost to Kentucky, who got smacked by who, though? St. Peter's Peacocks. Mm, you know what I'm saying? So, true. listen, they have their own bad beats <laughs> if we're playing hopscotch. That's all. I'm saying uh, this is not a team that's unbeatable. Young team, both right. teams. Very true. Uh, Kansas on paper, I think, is the better squad. The only reason I'm going North Carolina is because they are battle tested. Only three number eight seeds have ever been in the the, the, the final four. Right. I mean, the March Madness championship. Only three. One has done it, and it was Villanova over the Georgetown squad in '85. That was a crazy. Now let me ask you this: which which conference do you think? Is more battle tested, the Big Twelve? Oh, I see. Not, not, it, no, 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 no. You're trying to, we're talking apples to apples. You're trying to hit on bias. Let's just talk apples to apples. Is what you're trying to do. Apples to apples. Oh, Big Twelve is the best conference in, in, in college basketball. Okay, so, in my eyes. Okay, so if we're talking battle tested, right? The the team that came out of Big Twelve would be most battle tested. Yes. Right, but are we not talking about hitting on good runs in March as well? Are we talking yes. about the regular season? Yeah, because we just we just both acknowledge that Kansas is probably playing hands down. They're destroying their their opponents in March Madness. So in the month mm -hmm. of March, Kansas has played the best coming out of the most battle-tested yep. conference. Yeah, that's fair. But also, Kansas in the Big 12, I'm saying, was not unbeatable. I mean, we lose to TCU. TCU is not doing anything special. True. Right? When you're losing to Texas Tech, they got beat by Duke. When you're losing to, to teams like that, you lose to Texas. That's right. the Texas. Texas sucked this year in basketball. Yeah, but you got to still, I mean, you can't. You can't compartmentalize it to as if you don't acknowledge the fact that who's in the conference, right? Absolutely. It's like it's like if you're playing the SEC in football, just because Auburn may have a down year, it's still Auburn in the SEC. You know right. what I mean? Like you still, it's not going to be an easy out just because they're not. They're yeah, not and that's why. Rank. And that's why when you said when you were like a hopscotch, and I was just talking just straight March oh, Madness. Oh, I got games. you. I got just you. March Madness games as is. I wasn't talking anything else but just the March Madness. You make games. a compelling argument. Don't think you're going to sway me. These are, the Carnegie, Carnegie Salas is going down, brother. Okay, I'm just letting you know. That's that's how it was when it came to March. They both had very big games. I just think North Carolina had bigger ones as far as. The UCLA's, the Baylor's, you know, Kansas is, is the number one, right? They're the yeah. only number one. And I said in the beginning of March, I thought they were the weakest number one. So they've yeah. proved me wrong time and time again. Man, well, I had Baylor in the championship, so I'm in no position to speak on that. But and who they lose to? <laughs> North Carolina. <laughs> yeah. That's all I'm trying to say, baby. It all comes back around. It all comes back around. Listen, I'm so telling you, look at your, you. No, the look at you. Around is the thing you I are. bait you in. <laughs> You keep got him. Me. You got it. Got you. You How's it going? I'm not going to sway though. Okay. Hey, what's right. the line on it, by the way? Minus four, Kansas. Kansas favorite. You know, you know what happens Ooh. with Kansas. You, hey, but Those you also. Favorites. But what do you say all the time, right? What? 
You said Vegas must know something. They do. They know something. They know something. And that's why they gave my boys plus four. You know what I mean? They know yeah. something. So I th- I, I'm taking, I'll take the line on Carolina. I'm not going to take money line. I'll take plus four for sure. Gotcha. I like that. Because even if they lose, we both think it's going to be close. Right. There's money to be made there. True. Uh, so with that, let's move on. Let's talk a little bit about Fiesta, man. man. It's a party. I'm already in it, man. Did you already go? I, already, I bought a couple of Fiesta I pins. Have, I haven't gone yet. I had a wedding yesterday. I think we'll probably make a stop. I know. I want to go to uh, Pack Fest at Palo Alto on Thursday. Yeah. Go support some local community colleges. Oh, be nice. out there. And then uh, they're going to have David Lee Garzan and a few acts out there. So that should be fun. I know we're definitely going to go. Dude, every Saturday in April, I'm booked. Um, I have my my daughter's one-year-old birthday, her first Sweet. birthday next Saturday. But I think Sunday, to celebrate being one years old in a day, mm-hmm. her first fiesta for sure. Oh, you got to do it. Got to do it, yeah. That would be nice. That will be fun. Yeah. I, 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 now that I'm a dad, it's, all, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm not doing Saturday nights. No, I'm I doing Friday afternoons and Sunday afternoons, oh. you know what I'm saying? I, I probably had the earliest exit at the Taste of New Orleans in the history of me going to the Taste of New Orleans down in Sunken Gardens. By the way, the food was great. Yeah. Um, I would say first and foremost that uh, fried ribs is something you should do. Whoa. The, something you should do on the way out the what door. The? Not made for a cocktail mixed of a beer and... Ooh. Um, fried catfish and etouffee. Oof. I ate a lot of stuff, but the fried ribs was a closer. Damn, <laughs> they were a closer. Were they fire though? They were good. They were oh, good. It was different. Now, you... But it was different. Like you, I'm a rib guy, so yeah, I I, I didn't even know how to wrap my mind around how this was gonna go down. What's your favorite like fair festival food? Like, is it like a fair like like let's talk about specifically sweets. I'm not a sweet guy. If you had to choose one, are you a funnel cake guy? Are you a fried Oreo oh, guy? Are you a... Oh, uh, without, it's got to be a funnel cake. Yeah. Yeah. Got to be a funnel cake. I agree. That's classic. Do it Timeless. Now. Or, I mean, I can go easy, like cotton candy, but but I want something specific to it. Yeah. I want the funnel cake. Now, at Fiesta specifically, your go-to food. Fiesta specific. Bro, it is pork chop on a stick. Whoa, where's that at? Yeah, oh, they they always got pork chop on the stick. They they have the chicken on the stick, which is right. cool with the little the classic. Yeah. yeah, I'll get it. Just which also, it. it's like you're overpriced. It, but overpriced is well, but it, yeah, yeah it is. but the the nostalgic factor. But, but, of it, I, I guess. But, but what what has hurt me with the chicken on the stick is like a lot of things, just like Lay's bag of potato chips. The chicken itself, the patty that they put on the stick, has gotten smaller. Every year. It almost like they have a chicken strip on a stick. That's what it looks that's what it looks like now. It doesn't look like a chicken patty. It looks like a chicken can we strip. Get some, can we get some data, please? Look at it that. Can like, we look man, at, you know, how was chicken on a stick in 2001? I don't know if this chicken was free range. I don't know what it was. I need, I need a fat. Uh, yeah. I, need, I need a fat chicken that, you know, was about it. Absolutely. That's, that's what it I was mean. about it. Yeah. yeah. But no. This, so I, I don't really go after the chicken, chicken on a stick, stick, but I the pork chop on a stick is my thing, man. Okay. If I can find shish kebab, too. A good marinated meat is good okay. also. Uh, but the Taste of New Orleans gives you so much things. Like they have Jamaican food, right? So you can get jerk but chicken. But that's what I'm saying. Those are like specific Red events. I'm saying like like downtown at oh. market. Do you say um, pork I'm chop getting, on the I, I got it. No, I, I'm going for some carne asada. Okay. I'm going to get it because I know from wherever, whatever vendor, I'm going to get somebody. Somebody has pride in their food to know, yeah. I, I got a booth. I'm paying for this space. Yes. I know it's worth it. So, yeah, I go get some good I like, that. I like that. I'm a big, I like tripas a lot. Uh, oh, tripas okay. are a very specific taste, but uh, yeah. the smell is the always. to chitlins. Yeah, but the smell is always lingering around Fiesta. You smell it pretty, it's a heavily 
scent. And see, there. I wouldn't know that's what I'm smelling, but I I do know there is a smell at Fiesta, and what you're smelling is tripa. That's, that's the tripas in the air. Yes, that's what it is. It's love in the air. That's not love. No. Tripas is not love. Oh, that's tripas just is acquired heart, taste, heartburn, <laughs> and tripa. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those. It's one of those things. It's like there's tripas, there's barbacoa, where it's one of those things. Where when you have it, you don't ask what it is. You just eat it. You and like, you, it. like you don't you don't ask like, what is this? Because then you ask and it's just yeah. You're not gonna it like better that, not so. know. Yeah, you better better you not know. Did you like it? Period. Let's move right, on. Yeah, that's so, it. That's so it. I might do Niosa this coming week. One night. on Thursday. It's it's Monday through Friday, right? Yeah. So yeah, I don't know what night yet. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. Hop down. I can't. You let me know, bro. You I'm, said Thursday. I'm you go, threw Thursday. Thursday. Like you want Thursday? Because Thursday I'm going to that pack fest, but we might. Make a little switcheroo after, okay. like early, dip okay. out, go to Then I want to pencil Thursday. You let me know, because I got to get babysitters, you know Caroline's what I'm saying? Caroline's off on Friday, so that so might am be I. So, so, yeah, so I think she might want to do Thursday, too. All right, that sounds good to me, man. Thursday, you want to come hang out with your boys, Quinn Hudson and Brandon Medina, and Iosa stacking cups out there. I bought there. a Fiesta pin, and it, and it had a I've smile. never had a Fiesta pin. That's oh. a that's a hard, hard. that's a hot take. I've never had one. I've never, never bought had one. one. So I've got like 30 now. I think I've been I, buying for the past 10 years. I've had them. I've never bought one. Like, yeah. as as with my money, it's always been like my mom's like, oh, here's this cute little pin. I like the ones that got stories behind it. I, I cheesily have gone and bought some. Like, I got the Chick-fil-A one. I got you, one. I'm going to get, get you a Dwayne Wade 06 MVP pin. Oh, now, see. Now, <laughs> I'll get you one of those. That's a story behind it. If you wouldn't think there was pain behind that date and that year, uh, there is still pain there. That, okay. that should have been soon? our first. Too soon? It's still too soon. Okay. It's never. <laughs> well, when we come back, let's talk about something that is very passionate to me. I'm sure passionate to others. And a cultural phenomenon. Something that the San Antonio Sports Star doesn't talk about, but we get to basically bring it to you here because yes. it's, it was yesterday, it's today. We'll talk to Edwin, see how Edwin thinks about this as well. We're going to bring him into the show, our little boy over here hanging out, running things behind the glass. But let's talk about the cultural impact of wrestling. Today and yesterday was WrestleMania. Mm. There is a massive cultural impact with wrestling. Whether you're a fan, whether you're not, whether you were when you were a kid, as an adult, whatever the case it's interesting to think that every single person at some point has had an experience surrounded with wrestling, knows a wrestler, has watched a match. It's a very, very uh, unique thing in uh, not only our country, but in the world. So we definitely want to talk about it real quick. A quick segment on wrestling, WrestleMania, what you miss, what you got to look forward to. This is the Sunday Sports Grill on ESPN AM 1250, San Antonio Sports Star, and on 103.3 FM, as well as YouTube, Facebook Live, and the Kiabasa Bacon phone line is always open for you guys at 210-656-3776, 210-656-3776. We will talk to you about wrestling. San Antonio, happy Sunday. Welcome into the Sunday Sports Grill. We are super, super stoked and excited to be with you today, man. It's going to be an awesome one. We have so much to talk about. We talked a little bit about March Madness and the finale of March Madness over here in the championship. We took a Carnegie Sada bet. So we'll see next week who comes in with tacos. Mm-hmm. I took North Carolina. I'm taking the uh, the underdog. And then, of course, we have Quinn Hudson taking Kansas and taking the easy way out. You know how it goes with Quinn. See, man. Uh, I'm but, a smart guy. Just but, make smart bet. But uh, when it comes to you know more Spurs talk, we'll talk about that at about noon with Jeff Garcia from Ken's 5 Spurs on the Lockdown Spurs. He's going to join us. Talk about this really tough schedule we got ahead. But right now, we mentioned it. We previewed it. 
it is WrestleMania season, and wrestling is an interesting topic. Obviously, I'm the number one wrestling fan here at the station. I had a wrestling show for about two to three years here. I love it, man. I never grew out of it. Um, I don't think it's something you have to grow up out of. It's just some people just lose interest. Um, but for me, it's a perfect dose of uh, Mike and trash talk and a perfect dose of hard-hitting, you know, uh, action-packed theater, if you will. Yes. And then also the storytelling aspect, the production aspect. It's just a fun time, man. So I enjoy it. But Quinn Hudson here. Obviously, I'm a 90s kid, man. I didn't grow up in the, I, I wasn't alive for the prime Rowdy Piper, uh, Hulk you Hogan, you know, the, the, the golden age of what people call wrestling. Right. And then you had the absolute prime of wrestling in the 90s. True. But those two decades really defined uh, generations of fans. Oh, without question. So... I want to talk about it. WrestleMania, just so you know, yesterday we had a big, big event here in Arlington, here in Texas. It's the first WrestleMania I've missed ever in Texas. That was at AT&T Stadium? Yeah. <sighs> so I missed it because I had a wedding, which uh, I told them, you guys better know how much I love you guys because I would much rather be. Yeah, that too, was love. That was love. Yeah. But Stone Cold you, Steve Austin. You know Ed Church. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ed Church. Ed Church. I came to church. But, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin had his first match in 19 years. Here. Oh man. Uh it was a it's been that long. Yeah, and it wasn't it wasn't really disguised as a match, it just became a match. But took a bump on the concrete. Um, I mean, was drinking a a whole keg of beer. I mean, it was nuts. He was drinking so much, having a blast, looked great, fifty seven years old, for sure his last match, but we're still seeing remnants of that golden age prime age of wrestling. And so what I want to talk about is how unique is wrestling, Quinn, to you? Because every person has had one, either a wrestling story, yeah. has come across wrestling and watched before, has had family or friends that have loved it, they've loved it. It is a legit cultural phenomenon because every person has had a memory or something to do with wrestling. Man, so for me, it's it's definitely the, the six degrees of separation for me because I have different facets of how wrestling has impacted my life. Certainly... As a child, it the the late night wrestling was a big thing. Saturday wrestling, yep, yep, yep. all the stuff, everything from Wildfire, Tommy Rich. Um, I remember Hulk Hogan when he was just the Hulk. Um, just going back to it, but I also was a I was a pay per view guy with with Time Warner Cable, and because San Antonio was such a large pay per view market, Dude. we used to get these celebrity wrestlers to come through. So I've had up close and personal time with Booker T, with The Undertaker, certainly Shawn Michaels being a local guy, right. Adam as well. And so I've got these stories where they're there. But as a child, I was so into wrestling. My mother was like, I'm gonna, it's not real. I'm going to take right. you to a wrestling match, a local wrestling match, to show me that it wasn't real. And so she takes me to this match, and we're sitting on the floor. It was a very intimate. I think they only, it was like a, it was recorded for a studio audience. So, there's only like a hundred people mm -hmm. in this this place where they fought in this this whatever ballroom looking place. It's only like a hundred people. It's all made for capturing the TV, right? They're yeah. up close all so you're all on the floor around the ring. And Scott Casey, outlaw Scott Casey, mm -hmm. Wahoo McDaniels fighting. Ivan Putsky comes out of the locker room. Blackjack Mulligan. Old they're school, ball yeah. yeah, they're balling. It goes into the stands. Mm -hmm. I mean, the stands, the seats. So we're in metal seats, right? And, of course, they go into, like, the chairs are available. They just take the chairs you're sitting on. And they just start squeezing. And Ivan Putsky takes a metal chair on the top of the head and starts bleeding. 
my mother is in complete horror because she sees the blood coming from his forehead. It's on the floor. It's spilling on him. She realizes in this moment. Yo, he some really of this is real, yeah. Because his hands don't even, he doesn't even. Oh, well, back then, I think they didn't, he, they didn't he, want you to, yeah, to so guard the, it. Yeah. yeah, the hands didn't even come up. So he literally holds his head down, takes the metal chair that we were sitting, yep. the, the people next to us were sitting on. She sees it, experiences the violence up close and personal. She's like, I'm never taking you to this again. This is nothing for children. Nobody no, should yeah. be seeing this. And uh, it changed her mind to where she was. She then became this advocate. Like, it's real. Yeah. Which we understand now. The stunts are absolutely real. Yeah, there's there's only there's only so many ways. I mean, can you fake a punch? Sure. Can you fake a kick? Sure. Can you fake you know certain aspects of it? Absolutely, it is theatrical. Yes. But there is no denying statistically. You can go check it. Go feel free to call me out on Twitter, on Facebook, on anything. I promise you, there's nothing you can deny. Wrestlers, there is no off season. One, they wrestle 350 days a year. Right. Um, there's zero off season, uh, and wrestlers. As a sport, sports entertainment, whatever you want to call it, to make yourself feel better, they die the youngest of any sport. I mean, they wrestlers do not live past sixty-five most times because of what the because toll of the, the toll body the body's taken. Yeah, so these people also are not Joe Schmoes. Like I know Jason Minix loves to mess with me about you like watching men in tights, like whatever, and it's like you also watch men play in short shorts with half their balls hanging out in the eighties. <laughs> So let's not right. let's not talk about what we're watching. You know what I mean? And and Stone Cold is is up close to sixty, right? So, yeah, he's fifty seven. So I mean, you look at a lot of these guys, though. You look at there's been a lot of overdoses. There's been more suicides, yeah. just as much as probably the NFL Chris has had. Story, Chris Ben Wall story is crazy. I mean, yeah. you have a lot. Obviously, Eddie Guerrero dying young. I mean, there, there there's a lot going the on. Von Erics, the Von Erics, just a curse family. If you want to right. talk about going, it's gracious. But when you talk about wrestling as a whole. It affects a cultural phenomenon more than I think anything. I mean, the NFL is great. It's popular from fall to spring, right? In the summer, people move on. They go to watch other sports. They don't talk about the NFL. Until spring. Right, until spring. Camp. Yeah. The NFL, John Cena is popular, 365. The Rock could walk anywhere, 365, and you're going to notice The Rock. You're going to know exactly what he's up to. Right. You're going to notice the Roman Reigns, the Brock Lesnar. And a lot of these guys are legitimate athletes. They're NFL, ex-NFL players, ex-collegiate players, ex-MMA you know, MMA fighters. I mean, you're talking about a lot of people. The same person, the first ever in the UFC, right? You talk about people jumping from UFC to wrestling and vice versa. Right. The first ever UFC Hall of Famer is Ken Shamrock. Dude was a wrestler first. He was right. in the WWF at the prime Move to UFC, people are like, this dude's a legitimate fighter, becomes a UFC Hall of Famer. So it's it's coinciding. So wrestling is great. Edwin, were you ever a wrestling fan? Did you ever have any experiences with wrestling? What do you think about the cultural phenomenon as a whole? Never been a wrestling fan. Um, I mean, I'm Mark Henry. He's a yeah. wrestler. Yeah. I mean, I Olympian. know him because obviously he's been on radio before, like in Austin and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. talk about it. Um, he's a big Longhorn fan, too. So yeah. That's why I like him. Okay. Uh, no, sorry, Texas Tech man. No, it's okay. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, but, but no, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't have a lot of experience with wrestling. But the one question, you said you've been to WrestleMania right. a bunch of times. If For a person that doesn't know much about wrestling, is that something you would, you would recommend? For oh, that's just, a great, 
That's a perfect I've, I've seen it on question. TV and stuff, and I right. know like a lot of the cowboy players usually go. Like Dak was up there. Oh yeah, the, cow, the Cowboys Zeke. cheerleaders were there yesterday. Yeah, yeah, like the Super Bowl a, of wrestling. Yeah, yes. it's this big event. Like it's really so, like it, I've, I've heard it's it's something that like you have to go to, even if you're not a big wrestling. Fan. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you Adam, for the question, man. Yeah, for sure. So I've I've read again. This is another statistic. You can go call me out. I have no idea, really. I'm sure we could find it, but I've read that it's the Super Bowl number one. Right, as far as viewership, like period, right, it gets more views in the in the country than anything, right? I can believe that. Then I believe after that, the World Cup gets a lot of views, even in America as well. I think that's like another big one. I think it's the Super Bowl, the World Cup, and I think WrestleMania is third on the most viewed event year to year, like ever. So I can, I can see that. You but, know, but but you think about it. I mean, AT and T Stadium. When I went to AT and T Stadium in twenty, oh man, twenty sixteen for WrestleMania thirty two, they broke the record. There was a hundred and nine thousand people at AT and T Stadium for WrestleMania thirty two. I think yesterday there was like ninety something thousand. I went to the Superdome for, for in twenty eighteen for WrestleMania thirty four, and that was in New Orleans, and that was another ninety five thousand. I mean, the the event pools right Super Bowl numbers as far as like attendees right, and, and then at the Super Bowl. You're usually going, you already have jerseys, you are right? WrestleMania has merch for days. I mean, there's literally WrestleMania specific stuff, whether they're a Super Bowl stuff. Correct. So it is the biggest production on television not called the Super Bowl. A thousand percent. And anybody who even is willing to disagree, if you go watch WrestleMania, I promise you it's not even in question. And the I fireworks, the, the stage press, I mean everything is and over the and top. I, I, I can't even imagine it because I've gone to quite a few um, SmackDowns and, and Monday Night Raws, right? Yeah. So And their pyrotechnics and everything is over the top. That's and a traveling is, show. Yeah, and that was back when it was uh, Kane and yeah. Kurt Angle yep, the, yep. during that time. So there was a lot going on and it was a, a, unbelievable the kind of uh, production that they put in there because they're broadcasting that as well. So I can't imagine what the WrestleMania, what stops Yeah, I think WrestleMania, to answer your question now, and truly it is, it's a, it's a place for wrestling purists, wrestling diehards, and it's a place for new beginnings for wrestling fans. I mean, I know I have a buddy of mine, a cousin, a cousin of mine who was super against it. And I was like, man, I don't know why you watch this stuff. And I said, can you give me, this was when I was in college and I was back home for the Christmas break where it's like three weeks in college. Right. So I said, can you give me two weeks and every Monday night and every Friday night, we're going to watch Monday Night Raw and Friday Night Night. Just two weeks to follow storylines for two weeks. He said, yes, sounds good. So he watched it. Now this dude's been to two WrestleManias with me, has been watching wrestling since like 2015. Diehard fan. Yeah. was texting me left and right yesterday about it. I mean, you look at Frank Valdez on YouTube. He said from watching as a kid to watching with my kid, girl, dad. Perfect explanation, Right. That's what I'm talking that's about. That's it. That's it. Th Every person. That's what baseball wants to be. Yeah. Perfect explanation. Right? Baseball wants to be that where it's, I watch it as a kid with my grandparents. Usually that's a story people, right. you know, my grandpa, my grandma loved it, especially in Mexican tradition. Lucha Libre is huge. Oh, uh, yeah. So you talk about that. You mentioned Junkyard Dog looked like your grandpa. Yeah. So you, you like were in love with them. Absolutely. Character. Every character hits on that. And WrestleMania is the culmination of all the storylines ending. And so for a fan, if you're new, you get to see this is where things end. And then, boom, you're right at the beginning of the new storylines for the next year after WrestleMania. So that's, it's the perfect time to become a fan because you're getting introduced to the biggest event, all the biggest superstars, right. where you see the falling now afterwards of, okay, where do we go from here? 
who does Roman Reigns feel with now? Who does Brock Lesnar? What does Brock Lesnar do now? What does this person do now? And if you're a female or a young uh, girl, like you know, my daughter growing up, my daughter's first memory, she's never gonna have it because she's a remember the first thing my daughter's ears ever listened to, ever, okay, was Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair headlining WrestleMania. Mm. It was she was born literally around this time, and when she was born, it was the first ever female uh women's championship match at wrestlemania headlining wrestlemania and that's the first thing my daughter's like a day old her ears hurt i was watching my daughter loved trish stratus yeah i mean and 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 right now this is the prime of female wrestling of women's wrestling as a whole it's completely become transcended for all genders it's not in the 90s it was very much a lot of sex a lot a lot of this a lot of that then the acrobatics acrobatics kind of came into it so i mean it's interesting to think you edwin as a person that's not a fan you know who Stone Cold Steve Austin is. You know yeah. who The Rock is. You know who John Cena is. You know these big names, and you've never watched the product. That just tells you how big, you know, WWE and WWF as a whole was. Period. Yeah, and to, to, to get back up earlier, you said like a lot of the wrestlers that people don't realize how much it takes a toll on your body. Right. I one of my I have a cousin in Louisiana, Alexandria, Louisiana. I don't know if you've ever heard of that place. Okay. It's kind of it's like an hour away from New Orleans, but he did. He's probably in his late forties, but he did wrestling probably. Like when he was my age, like mm-hmm. in his twenties and stuff, kind of at a lower level. But he he mentioned it. I remember when I talked to him about ten, fifteen years ago. He mentioned like people don't realize how much like people talk about football players and the CT and the oh, painkillers yeah. and the body. Like he said, it took a lot out of him. Like he was glad he got out of it. Like he tried to kind of make it bigger, but he didn't make it that far. Yeah. Um. But he he mentioned like how much it took out of his body. Like at a young age in his twenties. Like right. how much. It, it just it was wearing it was taxing the mental fatigue everything it was yep. it was it it was taxing on him yeah like he mentioned how bad it was yeah my best friend did wrestling uh, as soon as he graduated high school mm-hmm. um he has a condition where he couldn't join the military and so he was like man what can I do and we've always been big wrestling fans he said you know what now's the time for me to try it out just just to try to live our boyhood dream right Frank Valdez said Sable was my guy growing up of course Sable was <laughs> Sable was something special back in the yeah, 90s but, but my buddy tried it out so he said I'm gonna go to wrestling the wrestling school and see what I can do for classes right whatever so they told him if you're serious we'll try you out but first you got to take 100 body slams like like we're gonna basically we're gonna wean off the week like either gotcha. you're in it or not a hundred body slams. Now you think about it on TV. One body slam would just pick you up, drop you on your back, boom. Right? There's a certain way to take it to make sure you don't get hurt. Right. He took a hundred of them. When he came home, he came to my mom's house, exhausted, back, bloody. I'm talking about blood. Like it looked like thumbtacks, like bloody and bruised. And he was like, "My next practice is tomorrow." And I was like, "Yeah, bro. This this is no joke." Like, I mean, yeah. As a, there's only there's only a certain way to fake. Going through a table, right. getting hit with a chair, you know what I mean? Go- falling off a ladder, you know what I mean? I mean yeah. Especially if you're going against like the McFoley's and Mankind's of the day where they're just thumbtacks galore. And, I mean, oh, you man. can't fake it. Like, you it's can't. Just, at some point, the theatrics become very legit. True. And um, it's awesome. I mean, all of us have our childhood heroes a lot of times are, are these people who either were NBA stars, NFL stars, or a lot of times wrestlers. Like, that's right. just how it happened. I mean, Hulk Hogan, the whole say your prayers, eat your vitamins. You know, yeah. John Cena, the whole hustle, loyalty, respect. But you brought up a good point before we get out of here. You said, who are the three best on the mic? Which mic is, games, man. That's 60% okay. of I, what you got to have. I think we're both in agreement without even talking to the names. Okay, go. Rick Flair's got to be Rick Flair's number one. Okay, yeah. Okay, Rick, yes, Rick Rick's Flair. there. I got to put Rock in there. 100%. Now, 
Though the three that before you go, because you have you have a dark horse. I right? have a dark horse. The three that most are gonna say across the line, and it's hard to argue, is gonna be Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, Ric Flair. Right. That's usually That's exactly what I And The Rock and Ric Flair are interchangeable for number one. Like right. it's one of those two guys. But those are the three that everybody's gonna say. I agree with The Rock, Ric Flair. I'm not gonna say Stone Cold, so we're both gonna have a different three. Go. So I'm gonna say my He's got okay. He's got Ric Flair, of course, man. Rick, Rick, Rick Hulk just Hogan, great. Frank Valdez said Hulk Hogan. Yep, Hulk Hogan. Another guy. I was, was on the mic. Brother. Yeah. Um, Ernie Ladd. Ernie Ladd. The big cat. Ernie. Also NFL ties. Yep, by yep. the way. Wow. He. Whoa. He was the first roaster. He would get on there and be like, "You egg sucking dog," and he would talk about people's moms. Yes. <laughs> so he was like the barbecue wrestler that was like clowning people. Yeah. And his mic game was so good, and that was in Southwest Championship Wrestling. A lot of that was on that, and uh, back when uh, was it Tommy Wildfire Rich and all of them. But yeah, I like Ernie Ladd. That's my dark horse. That's awesome, dude. I like that one. I, obviously, I love Stone Cold. I love Hulk Hogan. I love those guys. I think Rowdy Rowdy Piper deserves some respect up there as oh, well. Yeah. Um, great talker. Uh, for me, somebody that I think is really, really good that I feel like people forget is really, really good is uh, Chris Jericho, who's on the mic. I mean, Jericho great at roasting, great at making fun of things, great at getting the, the crowd hyped. And he's one of those guys that, as a heel... Right. As a bad guy, can truly make you hate him. Like, just truly can just get under your skin. Like, I'm just so tired of hearing this dude talk. Yeah. And so I love Chris Jericho. Another big shout out, obviously. Dusty, Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes. He, he was the seller. He was in yeah. the Omni. We're going to get funky like a monkey, Jack. Yes. He would do yes. the build it up to the, mm -hmm. the big match, though. So. And, and he has my favorite quote ever in a, in, in, a, uh, in a wrestling promo. I must hear this. My favorite quote is he said, uh, he said, my belly might be too big. My honey might be too big. But brother, I'm bad and you know I'm bad. <laughs> and so he was just, he was, he was awesome. Macho Man Randy Savage, another one Frank Valdez brought up. Yeah, yeah, man. Big two stuff. But anyways, let's come back. Let's put a bow on this hour. Next hour, Jeff Garcia, more talk about the Spurs, all that good stuff. Right now, it's hit on the Valero Texas Open and golf. And let's talk about, does Quinn have a golf game? We got to find out if Quinn's ever played golf or what mm. he thinks about the sport. So all that and more, San Antonio Sports Star. ESPN AM 1250. This is the Sunday Sports Grill. We will be right back after this. Oh, yeah, San Antonio. We're having a party on a Sunday. Usually people frown upon that, but obviously it's Fiesta. Everybody parties on Sundays now. They do. Now. So with that, let's keep the party rolling. Let's talk a little bit about... Golf. I got the Valero Open hats. Yes. Obviously, major tournament here in San Antonio for the PGA. Win was a joke. It was. It was no joke. Oh no, no, not at all. And I mean, obviously, the Valero Open right now. I think it's closing out today. So, Quinn, before we talk about the actual Open itself, golf in general, Quinn, are you a are you a fan? Are you a golfer, sir? I'm a hack. You yeah, know? yeah, I'm a hack. But let me tell you, uh, ten years ago, uh, was at one of those uh, benefits or fundraisers, and they had this. Uh, it, it, it was like a driving range contest, yep. and so I went out there. Just I, I felt like I, I had a pretty long drive, and should have just hit it like I normally hit it because I was going against guys that weren't that physical, that weren't going to be able to hit. I would have okay. been in the running to win. Okay. And uh, came around in a torque and tore my meniscus. Whoa. And 
and it took at a while. the golf range. At, yes, at Come a on, fundraiser, man. man. And what's funny is, and this is way after. This is about second, third golf cart by this time. Okay. Okay. So uh, I was already feeling good. So when it first happened, I got up and was like, "Oh man, I hurt my knee pretty bad," and not realizing. And then it continued to get worse, and then it got to where I couldn't walk. And people didn't realize the severity of the injury at the time. And uh, it took a while for me to heal. And ever since that time, I have never been able to fully um, come around with the clubs because I have a natural mental block that my knee is going to catch. Wow. So it has messed up my game. So I'm a top golfer now, top golf guy. Goodness <laughs> crazy. I can do top golf placement. We'll, we'll have fun that way. But, yeah, I'm, I'm not playing the links anymore. Wow. Well, Right now, before we get out of here, I know we're going to talk to Jeff Garcia here at the top of the hour at noon, so don't go anywhere. But before we get out of here to give you an update right now, J.J. Spawn is in the lead with 10 under, and he's tied with Dylan Fratelli, Brant Snedeker, and a uh, I think it's Bo Hostler. So those are all 10 under, and they are in the lead right now. Still early on, though, anything could change. But when we talk about golf, I know I always tell my fiance that's how we met during golf. Uh, in high school back in the day, I played golf as a second sport uh, with football. Nice. Uh, never been good at it. Just had to do something else besides football. So, yeah. but we played, and every time we go play a course, um, I'm a frustrated golfer. As soon as as soon as things start going awry, I'm like, why did I even pay to play this? <laughs> like, and so my the thing I always tell her, I was after every hole, I'm like, golf must be so fun when you're good. Like, it's just oh, like yeah. you know what I mean. When you're good, it must be a blast. But as a normal scratch golfer, like. I don't think I could be any more frustrated in my entire life than, yeah. than playing golf. It's humbling. It, it's a it's a very humbling sport. I mean, regardless of how athletic you are, how high you can jump, how much you can lift, golf will humble you. I, I took I paid for some pretty expensive golf lessons when I lived in Plano. Oh, damn! So you're legit. Well, here, it was Quinn. because because I was playing golf a lot with uh, kids and executives yeah. and stuff. So I was traveling with clubs. So I had to learn to hit a straight ball. That was my first part. My putting game was pretty good. Mm -hmm. I, I had I, my short game was good. I did not hit a straight ball. I had to get that, so I had to pay for these lessons. And once Damn. I got the straight ball, I started to put some some weight behind it. Oh yeah. Oh man, you make me want to get back out there. Quinn Hudson's trying to join the Valero Open over here. Dust off these clubs. You let me know. I'll go out there with you. I'm not going to be anything good, but I'll go out there with you. But we're going to talk to Jeff Garcia here about the Spurs because the Spurs looking real good, making a nice little run into the play and possibly all that and more. This is the San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. This is the Sunday Sports Grill. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this. Nice. KZDC, San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN, AM 1250 and 103.3 FM, Brandon Medina, Tanner Carlson, and Quinn Hudson, the Sunday Sports Grill. Oh yeah, San Antonio, you know who's back up in this, it's your boy, Brandon Big Bobby Medina, my main man, Quinn Hudson is in the building. I got you. Full Adidas tracksuit, mm. ready for war. Getting down on a Sunday, man. Fiesta's here. People having a good time. This is an exciting time. This is an exciting week. One of the things yep. I love about being on Sundays is we get to get we get the hot what just happened over the weekend. Yep. The week the, the week to be that's coming. We got the NBA final week of the season going down. We got Final Four Monday night. We get to talk about mm. the matchups for that. You know, we got a bet on that. Yeah, we already got a gun saw a bet on that one, so. And then it's good, man. Niles Life is good. Life is man, good. Niles is about to start. Yeah, I was about to start. We had WrestleMania yesterday and today. Oh, 
We had the Valero Open finale, obviously, coming up today as well. A lot of, a lot of great stuff, but we want to talk about the Spurs, man. Let's talk a little bit about the our local team, yes. the San Antonio Spurs. And who better to talk to than the one, the only, El Jefe himself, El Hijo de San Antonio, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Jeff Garcia. <laughs> Brandon, I love your intros, man. I appreciate you uh, letting me come on. Same to you, Quinn. How hey. you boys been? I'm good, Jeff. I actually didn't know if you'd come on since, uh, our, my man, uh, um, we didn't have Tanner, Tanner, we didn't have Tanner here. So <laughs> I figured like, well, maybe Jeff won't talk to us. And he sees he's the guy that knows it all. <laughs> no, no, not at all, buddy. Man, I'm like, I don't know you guys schedule. Quinn, I don't know who's on and who's not. Quinn's, Quinn's, Quinn's hurt because you, I stay uh, salty. he stays salty because you complimented Tanner last time and not Quinn. So he's hurt. You know what I mean? He has feelings Quinn. about it. Oh, hey, 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 Brennan. But unlike Tanner, I offered Quinn to come on low. Dang. There you go. And he passed. And he passed. You passed, Quinn? You passed on Locked On. It, nah, it, right here. Nah, don't, don't, don't lie now. You're here. No, I, I, I have to own it. I have to own it. But <laughs> I only <laughs> say no. I only say no if I just can't do it. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. yeah. Medina, Medina will put the little extra mile. He'll put the little extra punch. Yeah. That's what he has to come on. Yeah, I'll make sure. I'll make sure to. I'll make sure to be on. Quinn is like he meant his light, man. He's big time. Is that how it is, Quinn? No, it's not. That's how it is, Quinn. Men is light. I never. I even invited Quinn out with me. I actually. He couldn't make it. I actually know. I actually know. Like that. That there's a meaning to that. Men is light, actually. Yeah. Hey, you know what though? You know what though? There's a uh, raise your hand if you have a child at home and you still made it out to drink with Jeff Garcia. My hands raised, oh, Jeff. So, oh, you know what I mean? I, uh, I made it out. You know hey, what Jeff. Mean? Uh, let me ask you this: Are you going to be in town this week? Are you? Are you? Are you yes, in town sir, extended? Yes, all right, yes, we're talking sir. about doing a Niosa this oh, week. Oh, all of us going oh. out to Fiesta? Yeah. That's dangerous. Let's go to college night. Yeah. <laughs> That's dangerous. See, no, 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 no. Last time we had this conversation, I got reeled into saying things I had no business saying. In case Caroline's listening, I don't want to be on college night and them young girls running around. I don't want to be around there. I want to go where the old folks go. I want to go where people just there for the gordita. Let's, let's go. Let's and go. And the cerveza. That's let's, it. Let's try to go to the afternoon for Quinn because he ain't like because he has a nap time okay. at five. You know what I mean? I'll be there, what, at four? That's right, when it opens. <laughs> yeah, I'll no be there when, the gate, when they when pull the gate back. I'll be walking in with the staff. That's hilarious. Well, man, Jeff, we appreciate you jumping on, brother. We love talking to you. Let's talk about the San Antonio Spurs, man. Huge yeah. win on Friday. I was there in attendance drinking very expensive margaritas, as always, over there at the AT&T <laughs> Center. Um, you, but I was there watching the Trailblazers get killed. And now yeah. we see the Trailblazers come back on Sunday, yeah. today. Yes, Here we are. You're right now, right at the 10th spot. You have a crazy schedule coming up with absolute mm -hmm. killers. It's a gauntlet. Killers. Mm -hmm. How do you think this plays out for the San Antonio Spurs? Do you think, yeah. in your professional opinion, are the Spurs going to be in the play-in tournament after this week? Yeah, I think they will be. Um you can, uh, I mean, you, you should hope they win tonight versus Blazers. So, I mean, that should be a W right there, secure that 10 spot. Uh, even with LeBron and AD back, uh, or at least LeBron back, you know, happens, you know, the, the Lakers lose, you know, they're spiraling out. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, I think the Spurs are, are going to be in the play-in. It's just a matter of where in the play-in they'll get. Can you imagine there's a possibility Fiesta and a play-in game in San Antonio? That could happen. I want that. Um, oh, please. Yeah. Yeah, I'm but bad. um, 
Oh. Yeah, I, I think this team, they're focused, man. They are hyper-focused. I spoke to Zach Collins um, after the game uh, against the Blazers well, a couple nights ago. And, you know, he's new in town, so, you know, you just throw it in there. Hey, you know, you ever heard of Fiesta Week and everything? And he goes, he tells me, it was, his first answer wasn't, hey, yeah, I know about it. I'm going to go hit it up. Or, and his, no, he goes, no, I have heard about it, but I'm, we're more focused on this play-in tournament. So uh, they're, they're locked in, man. I mean, Lonnie Walker, we're locked in. Zach, I mentioned right now, locked in. The players are gunning for that play-in tournament. And I, I just think they're, they, they have a little bit of a stride now. They're just coming off a four-game win streak. Yep. You know, they're, they're taking care of teams. They should take care of Portland. They should take care of them tonight. You expect, Quinn, that maybe some of these teams down the road, your Warriors, you know, for example, Dallas, for example, going to bubble wrap Luka Doncic and Klay Thompson and Steph Curry. So Denver, the Spurs, maybe? Denver, yeah, thank you. Yeah, maybe. Maybe Denver. Yeah, maybe. But, you know, Quinn, and yeah, it's just, they they're gonna trip into it, man. No matter what, they're just gonna they're gonna fall into it. I um, I, I can't. I'm sorry to step step over you, Jeff, real quick. I just want to throw no, this no, out no. here. Josh Richardson has been such like we talked about all the trades and moves, and mm-hmm. and because he wasn't, he didn't come in and play right away. It kind of just kind of was there, but we didn't really know what to expect. Man, that might be the the, the most integral part of the, all of the trades that were made of the impact to the Spurs this season. Yeah, and. Somebody asked me a few days ago, like, why is he fitting in so well? Like, it was like almost instant. Forget. He had uh, a few weeks uh, with somebody named Will Hardy and Udoka out in Boston. Mm. And they implemented a lot of the Spurs uh, system yep. out in Boston. Uh, the moment uh, Josh was, uh, you know, in San Antonio, or in this case in Chicago for his first game, I spoke to him about that. I go, hey, you know, are you noticing patterns? Are there certain things you're used to that you got under email and Will Hardy here? He goes, yeah. He goes, as a matter of fact, he says, me and Langford, the other kid, you know, noticed that right away that this is similar. So they already had a head start on the Spurs system, and you now they're flourishing. And well, he's Lang- I'm sorry, uh, Josh Richardson is uh, so far, yeah, good guy, very good to talk to. You know, good with the media, funny. But he brings the heat on that court. Uh, Popovich says that, you know, Richardson brings a lot of the nasty this, that this team needs, Pop's words. So you you put in the fact that he's young. You know, he's he's a veteran on this team. He's embracing the veteran role. He's pumping in threes. He's attacking on defense. What more can you want? It's going to be interesting, though, you know, you know, Lonnie Walker being a restricted free agent, you know, Something to think about. Yeah, no, it really is. If he does walk in Lonnie, well, the Spurs are really going to be in that bad a position with Josh still here. Yeah, who knows? I mean, that's a great, great point, great question to put out there for Mm -hmm. obviously the fans. And you know, um, it's it's interesting because this game, this last game on Friday against Portland, you and I always talk. You know, personally, whenever we're texting each other or whatever, or we call each other, whatever, Mm -hmm. I'm always telling you I get very frustrated with inconsistency. That's the thing that, that that gets me. Well, this team had not one, not two, not three, not four, but five, six, seven, eight players in double digits for points. That doesn't happen much yeah. for Spurs, uh, for the Spurs team. But not only that, Zach Collins played a great game, almost had a double double. Uh, mm-hmm. Trey Jones almost had a double double. But what I was impressed with, and I think I'm starting to notice more as the season continues, as he's starting to get more comfortable again, 
Keldon's getting real comfy at the top of that yeah, key shooting yeah, the three. Yeah. And so yeah. that's a major, major um, aspect to the game for the Spurs to kind of run away with games or go on big runs is the three ball. And obviously, Devin Vassell's hitting that corner three a lot. Mm-hmm. Keldon's hitting that top of the key three. Could this yeah. team really start, you know, coming into their own late right on a make-up play and tournament right. run? And could they possibly yeah. uh, be setting up for even a better next year with with the three-point percentage starting to continue to grow? You know, absolutely. And another sign of this team kind of getting together and the chemistry settling in yeah. and, you know, uh, them clicking, so to speak, is the fact that after that win versus Portland, the game you and I are at recently, that marked seven straight games for this team where they committed less fouls than their opponent. So they're playing clean ball. They're they're finding uh, you know the open man. You know they're 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 playing smart. Um, they're locked in. You know that's another sign right there that this team is uh, you know is on the right step. I look at this team. I think Quinn Brandon they're ahead of the, the schedule. Now, I did, you know, I projected them high twenty win, you know, team, their twenty eight, twenty nine wins. You look at them now; they're thirty plus wins already. I think they may be ahead of schedule in this rebuild. I think you give them maybe one more season similar to this season. You know, a lot of ups and a lot of downs. You know, maybe a little less downs. But I think, in if depending on what they do this offseason, because this whole thing can change. You know, this projected rebuild. It could get really short uh, in the draft if they get bold and they try to move up or they swing for the fences and try to bring in a Miles Turner, you know, a, you know, a major asset, a major big that they need right now, a big power forward that can stretch the floor. That's it. This team, Quinn, I don't know about you, but it feels like they're just one player away. It just has that vibe to it. I, I, I agree, Jeff. And I, I got to tell you, you know, at the beginning of the season, I was one of those rare people that believed they had the talent to make it in the low end of the playoffs. I, mm-hmm. I felt the talent was there already. Um, but did I, you think that they're going to be at this, at this schedule right now? I, 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 I expected better. I, yeah, yeah, I actually thought they would make a seventh, oh, seventh okay. or eighth okay. seed uh, with a young nucleus of talent. What I did not anticipate this season was the – I, I was I, I anticipated what they were going to do with Primo, right? I knew that was going to happen. They were going to part of the season. He'd be in Austin, then he'd come. He'd yeah. hit a wall. You kind of you can already see that coming, but I didn't anticipate them to do that. I didn't. McDermott didn't see him getting injured. I did not like the whole Thaddeus Young sitting on the bench. Like there was talent right. there, so there was times when the Spurs were overmatched. Clearly playing against teams that had strong front courts, and he would have been he would have been a a piece. Same thing with. Um, uh, I can't think of his name. Trey Lyles, I think his name was. There were just we had these longer players that we just purposely didn't use until we moved them out. So I felt like the Spurs took some L's when they were just overmatched by size, and and playing these these young Vassell and and Keldon in the four spot when they really weren't fours or legit fours against uh-huh. bigger fours. So I feel like the Spurs took unnecessary losses when they didn't use all everything they had in the clip. That's my issue with that on that. But to your point. They are further along with where they wanted to be as far as the development right. of this young nucleus of talent, and I love the building. That's why I, if 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 all they get is a play in a play in game, that's experience. It's an invaluable experience for this young team to build on. If they get into the playoffs, honestly, I don't like the physicality of the Lakers. Not that they're a better team. Okay. The LeBron's br- brutal way that he plays in playoffs, we don't have anybody that can match that physicality. That right. would be a problem. 
Memphis is special. Yeah. Inside and out. Yeah. But honestly, I, I this Spurs team right here, the way they're playing, I, I will take their chances against anybody else in the playoff roster. Wow. I see this, I see this as a, like like a building a building step. You know, there's always those steps you take as a young team. It's taking your L's. Yeah. It's having a bad season, bad record this season. Um there's players exploding on the scene. DeJounte Murray, mm-hmm. late Kelvin Johnson. And now their next step in the development is a, maybe a play-in game. Because the last time this team was in the play-in, I, I mean, the DeJounte, the, the Kelvin, they just rolled the ball to, hey, Rudy Gay, here, DeMar, yeah. here, Patty, save us. You know, uh, now it's their turn to take their, their lumps. And even if they get an L and they're out in one game, I'm still okay with that. I'm mm-hmm. fine with that. Just let them uh, see what that's like. And I talked to Lonnie Walker recently about this team possibly making it into the play-in. And one thing he highlighted with me was that he wanted to stress to everybody that this is finally their time to shine. They never had that. Uh, DeJounte Murray spoke about this a couple of days ago, saying when he was on the scene, he was still playing behind, you know, Manu Ginobili, Patty Mills. Tony Parker, mm-hmm. you know, now he's finally getting able to do his thing. Um, and, and here we are, you know, um, they're, they're on the cusp of possibly making the play. You know, we just got to keep in mind, it's not secure. It's not like they got a firm grip on this. You know, they can fall in and out easy in these last few games. Yeah, this week, um, this week is going to be tough. They, yeah, they, they have week, to they make it happen. Yeah, they got to make it happen. And it helps tonight. You know, they got a Blazers team that is just hurting right now. So, yeah, take care of business. So, And you, you talked to DeJounte Murray, and one thing he said, uh, he said, if you, you remove the X's and O's, you know, like, yes, you know, they're hitting the threes and his, taking his leap and Keldon and Brandon, you mentioned, you know, the uh, the contributions from everybody. He says they're in the next phase of their development right now. He said that's just maturity and better decision-making. Nice. So that, yeah, that's where they're at right now. So if they're at that right now, I'll take it. And they're going to get a play in, and they're going to have a high draft pick, not one, but two, but three of them. Oh, yeah. Um, now they're going to have a bunch of money in the offseason to maybe go for a, for a Turner, you know, out in Indiana. I mean, I'm, I'm all for it. Okay. Let's see what happens. So, Jeff, you got me salivating on this. Uh-oh. I got a quick question. Okay. So, let's just say we got the, we got the draft pick. So, we got, we got the, right, we got draft capital, and yeah. we've got these very young nucleus talent. If we needed to move, I used to say I didn't want to lose Vassell. I used to say Vassell could be thrown in there, but now I kind of want Vassell. I kind of like, oh, yeah. I have an affection him for now. him. I want him. Yeah. But if we go into the next season going, we got to let two of these guys go to make the money work to get another a free agent signing, right? To bring them in. Mm-hmm. Out of four out of four players, Josh Richardson, Lonnie, Keldon, and Vassell, if two had to go that, that we're going to go to make it all work, what two? He's putting the pressure the on. That's, that's rough, man. That's, that's tough. Rough. Yeah, I throw in Pirtle in that list. Oh I'd be yeah, Pirtle. Yeah, but um, Pirtle won me over too. Uh, give, give me those four names again. You said you said uh, Primo. Vassell, I, no, no, not Primo. Vassell. Oh, you didn't say Primo. Okay, nope. said Vassell. Vassell, Keldon, Josh Keldon. Richardson, and Lonnie. So if two got to go, man, man, Richardson and uh, Lonnie. <sighs> yep, no, that's the only right answer. Yeah. Is it? It is. It is. Now, real quick, because Kuna Hudson was talking before you got on, too. Yeah. 
Well, uh, I'll ask this one. I'll let Quinn ask one more, and then we'll, we'll let you get back to to your, yeah. your rich life over there. You know what I mean? I know you spend big bucks. Hey, on the south side. Yeah, well, I'm going to a <laughs> south side uh, yes event as soon as we're done here. <laughs> yeah, well, go go and go go stop by my favorite place over there on military. He's eating, so he's definitely in the place where good food is for yeah, sure. That's true. Yeah, that's true, Quinn. Yeah, just make sure you're not going to um, what's the place that I hate that I always talk about? Don Pedro's. Don't go that place. But anywhere else, go to Griff's Hamburgers or something. But uh, Quinn said he doesn't think this is Quinn, right? This is quote Quinn yeah, Hudson. Go ahead. He Quinn said, Hudson. "I don't think the Spurs win another game this year, like this next week." No, they win tonight. Uh, other than tonight, other, other, than, other tonight. than tonight, he oh, said. Tonight. Other than tonight, that the next games: Timberwolves, Warriors, Mavericks. Who else is on that list? I'm not sure. Nuggets. Nuggets. He's Nuggets, like, I don't yeah. think. I don't think they don't win like, a game. I don't like, I don't like any next week. No, I think they they get it. They get some wins. I mean, they're, I guess they're gonna. These, some of these teams are gonna bubble wrap players. I mean, you, they're gonna. Um, they're gonna be, I mean, we should know by maybe middle of this week where the one through six are likely gonna land. Yeah. And so the one once they once Denver knows once Mavericks know Luca Luca definitely yeah 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 they're gonna get you know the case of dry skin and sit out you know yeah. a couple games <laughs> case you know, of you dry skin. <laughs> Um, they're gonna have allergies. But, <laughs> allergies, yeah, yeah. I stumped my toe on on the dresser drawer. Well, Dejounte was a healthy scratch on Friday, and so that was interesting yeah. to see. That's frustrating to yeah. me. It's frustrating yeah. to me. Like not at this but, time. Uh, what, what are you talking about? Oh, them sitting out. Yes. There should be no so scratches about, at this point. Playoffs are now. Yeah, but I mean, what I mean, you're not me. Like I'm the really coach. I don't know. Sure to do if you're it. Dallas, do you really want to see Luka Doncic out there, out there, meaningless games when they're set? I'm making this up at number three or four, or wherever they're at. I mean, you really, you're, they you're have Dallas, no chance of really anything, anyways. Them? Yeah, so I mean, they're not gonna move up. They're not gonna move down. It's not like Luka's high flying, right? Like, it, it let Luka be Luka. I'd rather him be working his lather with the rhythm going into the playoffs. Is Luka good? No, I'm playing. I'm just trying, just trying, to, get trying to get my fist rolling, man. You see, you saw my reaction to you, Edwin. He's dropping numbers anytime, you know. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. But, but yeah, so uh, do you think we win at least how many? So aside from the Portland yeah. Trailblazers, okay. let me look at the schedule real quick. So when yeah, we're yeah, talking yeah, about the San Antonio up, Spurs. Yeah. Let's walk through the games. Let's walk through the let's games. Here that. we go. Let's do that. So Trailblazers tonight, you're saying that's a W. Easy. That yeah, should be a W, yeah. Okay, so if they drop it, though, Jeff, now you start <laughs> getting worried. I don't like it yeah, as a no. back-to-back. I really don't. I don't know. Like me either. But I, I think maybe it'd be more competitive, but I, I still can't see this team losing to Blazers. I think Portland's ready to go. So Jeff is expecting a win today against the Trailblazers. You got the Nuggets at the Nuggets. Mm. What do you think there? Um, don't get crazy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Um, Aaron, I'm gonna go. Aaron Gordon's playing well. well. Okay. Yeah. Then okay. you got at Minnesota Timberwolves. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun. What do you think there, Jeff? <laughs> Jeff's like, you know what? These don't sound good. Okay, give you an L. Then you got the Warriors at home. Give me the dub. No step. He's saying taking the dub, okay? okay Just right. because you're thinking they're going to be scratched w, out? Give me the W. Yeah, Clay yeah, probably won't. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. And then you got at Mavs. Give me a dub. So Jess is thinking the next the next five, he's taking three out of two. Okay. Three and two. Yeah. Three and two. Well, All right. Three and two win. Okay, yeah, Blazer. That's right. The Blazer is right. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, yeah. Jeff. You know what? Last time Jeff did this, we were on a losing streak. Because I was on 
was on, I was on Los with him, and he was like, "We're gonna win the next six out of the eight, and then we lost like seven out of the eight. <laughs> well, then uh, for the, for those that are team tank, they're loving this right now. Uh, okay. I, I I hope you're right with three and two. That would be the best case scenario in my mind, but I, I'm looking forward to it though. Sounds good. Hey Go Jeff, we appreciate you. Saying, you're saying zero and six, Clint? No, I think they win tonight. That's it. And I don't see, I don't <laughs> see it. another win in this week. I think it's going to be a tough gauntlet for them. You know, just a bad timing on the schedule. If they lose this week, uh, I'll have to buy a lot of expensive beer to make sure my heart oh, can do no. it. So. Circle Thursday, no. Jeff. Circle Thursday. It's probably going to be our Niles tonight. Uh oh, here we go. Right, here we go. All righty, Jeff. We'll talk to you <laughs> soon, man. Take it easy. Have a wonderful Sunday, sir. You too, guys. Take care. Thank you. Alrighty, when we come back, let's break down one more time the March Madness Tournament, how we got here from North Carolina to Kansas. Every bracket is absolute busted. Let's talk about where your bracket went wrong. <laughs> let's talk about that. Where did our brackets go wrong? All that and more here on the Sunday Sports Grill. Thank you for sticking with the San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM, and on the go at com. Bring that ass back like a boom, 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 boom. Hey, is it Fiesta right now on the radio? Edwin out here. Mm-mm. DJ Hafner in the mix, you know what I'm saying? We out here. This is a Sunday Sports Grill. Give us a follow on Twitter, man. Come talk some trash with us. We love to talk a lot of trash on Twitter. Hey, speaking of which, Poppy, I'm thinking about this. Fiesta. So you're a man of many kicks. Yes. Do you have a sacrificial pair of kicks that, that you I do sacrifice every yeah, year for Fiesta? Uh, or do you just go nuts? So actually, I've checked this out. I listen. Your, your boy's a thick boy, right? I can't. I, I, I can't rock the shoes. Got to be good. Yeah, I can't rock the Converse and Vans. Your feet done right. at the end. So for no, me, no Skechers for you. No, no Skechers. Hell <laughs> no! Come on, don't disrespect. I'm about to leave. Don't disrespect me like this. <laughs> All I'm saying I got a pair is of New Balances, though. New Balances are always not comfy. Kawhi's New Balances. They're I got comfy, the new, but I got the New Balances. You're not sure if I got foot problem. New Balances, right? You got the you got the comfortable man. They got wide I'm a, soles. I'm a, like I'm a dad at heart. New I'm balances. walking the mall today. Get yeah. my steps my, in. You got the barbecue white New Balance. Facts. That's exactly what they. You are. know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. yeah, I like that. That's fire. Uh, I have a pair of Jordan One. They're called True Flights, and uh, they have a hot pink and teal silhouette. So it's like a Fiesta-ish San Antonio Spurs kind of thing. So I rock with my no. my, my Spurs stuff. That's just going to make you angry. You're going to spend all the time fighting, being mad at people spilling no, stuff no. around No, Here's those... the thing, though. It's tumble leather, so it just cleans right off. Okay, gotcha. That's why. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If I get dirt on them, a quick wipe. Still good with Still it. Still good with it. Okay. That's why I rock. I can't rock anything that has suede. Like, oh, hell I see no. guys going in there hot. Oh, some people go in there with, with some fire sneakers, and yeah. it's like, you're dumb. Oh, yeah. You're I a, see, I've seen it too, and I'm I'm nervous for them. Yeah, so no, not me. But I, you're right. I have been telling my fiance like I need to buy a pair. Usually, I have like I go to a lot of music festivals, yeah. so I have a pair like Reebok classics, whatever that I like. Yeah. I could beat these up a thousand times. I could care less about them, right? But I don't have a pair of like going out Fiesta shoes. I usually try to either I wear the the boots with jeans look yep. if it's a, if it's a cooler night. Right, but if it's in the daytime, you gotta wear shorts right. and some sneakers. So I'll figure it out. We'll see on Thursday what I'll come up with. Because we're, we're trying to do Thursday, right? Yeah, we're, we're trying to do Thursday. Thursday, man. maybe Friday morning. Okay, yeah, right, something like that. We'll do yep. something like that. But right. welcome back to the Sunday Sports Grill. By the way, uh, we're just having a conversation, having a conversation like, over like here we're after the radio show. Yeah, no kidding. But this will be a quick one. 
uh, this segment, and then we'll get back into the groove of things. But right now, let's talk about, you mentioned a great topic, North Carolina, mm. right? Yes. You said you and your boys were talking about North Carolina versus Duke, all-time team. Who yes. Wins? How about North Carolina versus Kansas? All-time team who wins. So let's look at some North Carolina players. Uh, that's, that's not North the same as Duke. Right, they're smacking. Duke, Duke's all-time team is better than Kansas. Are we talking? Team. Are we talking in college or yeah. after? So, yeah, they take the greats that ever donned the jerseys of that university in their best years at that university. Put a starting five together against the other university's starting five best players from that university. So yes, yes Jordan was great at UNC. So Tyler Hansbro be in that conversation because he was he, just a monster yeah, he in would. college. Boozer was too. Yeah, like you look at Boozer, got Jerry Stackhouse. Yeah, damn, Carolina has a lot of good players, bro. That's tough. So you saying Kansas don't have nobody though? I mean, like, they do. I mean, don't they? Who they? Who do they have? Like, like uh, do, do, didn't uh, who went to Kansas that was really really good? Was it Paul Pierce? Oh, it wasn't Paul Pierce? Yeah, it was, was Paul it? Pierce. There you go. What do you mean, man? Why are you disrespecting Kansas then? Uh, when they won, when they won the championship, I'm too all Embiid went there. Oh yeah, Embiid, Andrew yeah. Wiggins. Oh no, well, oh yeah, no, the Wick, the they didn't have Wick. to win. They just got to be. You just putting yeah. together the greatest there for a year, five. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mario Chalmers who was there for one championship, right? Yeah, but I wouldn't put Chalmers on the start. No, I know oh. Andrew Wiggins is there. <laughs> Nobody's saying put Chalmers. I'm saying, yeah, you're right. This is not. It's not even going to compete with North Carolina. Mm-mm. But let's talk about how we got here, though, man. So North Carolina yeah. and Kansas, they absolutely, uh, I don't know how many, I'm sure people had Kansas. I don't know anybody that had North Carolina in the championship. I, I, had, yeah, I knew people that had them going to the Final Four, but championship, that's big time. When so, you think about how they ended the season before they went to the conference tournament, the way they laid the smack down on Duke in, you know, on Coach K's last time, yep. And Cameron, like I, I feel like North Carolina kind of played that hand of showing the potential of what they could be. But could they go on that run like they have? I didn't didn't see it. Um, I I don't know why I put stock in USC. I just felt like they USC. What? Okay, we're not judging, right? No, we're we talking, are. You ask well, how we, we got here. <laughs> you ask how we got here. If you say UCLA, I'd be like, okay, but USC, why? I I just felt like I I just felt like there was a there was a dark horse that was coming <laughs> didn't even from make the it west. Out the first round. Oh, they did. I know. I know. But it was a bad call too. They should have won. They have should have. Yeah, they should. Come on. But I Shows had Baylor repeating. I actually had Baylor repeating. So yeah, you did have Baylor repeating. Who also that wasn't a bad game. guess. I mean, I guess. I'm already trying to make up for it. In hindsight, like, you can say it was bad. Wait, wait who did you have in the finals? In the finals? Yeah. In my final, I had uh, in, in the championship or Kentucky. final four? Kentucky. No, final four? Yeah, yeah your final four. No, nah, yeah, I had Kentucky. I had Kentucky. <laughs> that for sure happened. I had Kentucky. I had. Uh, I like how you get all sheepish when you. Because <laughs> you don't have to come at me like that. Oh, but, no. No, I had Kentucky. I did Kentucky. Who yeah, win it all? And I, I had, um, I believe it was Arizona. Arizona. That's that's a good pick, though. Yeah, I had Arizona. Um, I had Texas Tech beating Gonzaga. Uh, so I mean, they didn't even have a chance to. Gonzaga that lost. That'd be magical if it would, though. I, I believe they had. That's the what juice. happened last they had time. The that's what happened. That's how we went to the championship. Yeah. We beat Gonzaga back then. So, anyways, so obviously North Carolina goes on and beats. First off, from the jump, dude had a tough matchup with Marquette. Right, yes. and you had um, Shaka over there, Marquette, doing a great job. Yeah, 
So you beat, damn, you beat Baylor to ruin Quinn's bracket. Uh, yep. Right? Take off a number one. You beat UCLA, who a lot of people had going to the Final Four. Now you run. feel like you're a Dragon Slayer, for yeah. sure. And then you beat Duke. And you're like, when Duke, when it was the Final Four, most people were saying Duke's winning it all. Oh, yeah. You beat the, Duke. The Hollywood story is in motion. Yeah, and you beat Duke. And realistically, if you watch the game, you were in charge almost the entire game. It just got down. The last the two last and a half wire, minutes. Yeah. yeah, the last two and a half minutes, Duke missed the opportunity. Yes. Now, Kansas Kansas had, I mean, I, that's what I'm saying. Kansas has not been challenged at all this tournament. Like, no. Knock the hell out of the first round match with but, Texas Southern. But do you dismiss how, no, no, how no, they no. handled Villanova? Because look at what Villanova Shh, was no. just a game before that. I don't dismiss it, but again, hot take. People are going to be like, oh, come on. Villanova had it easy this March. I know it. I listen. You can hate on it. Say what you want to say. <laughs> Villanova had it easy this March. I don't want to hear nothing else. Come on, bro. When you're talking about you faced off against Delaware. You beat Ohio State. Nobody was going to have a Ohio State moving forward. Fair. You beat Michigan, who got lucky twice. Who made it? They were gritty, though. They were gritty, and I want a lot of money on Michigan. That was the number one I, t- I took yeah. the first day. I yeah. said, Michigan's taking it. I put money on Michigan. They beat Tennessee. A surprise there. Solid win. Right? Solid win. Then Villanova beats Michigan. Michigan wasn't even supposed to be there. You were supposed to win that game. Okay? So they win it. Gritty team. You're right, nonetheless. Yeah. The only team that I could say I was surprised as far as how they beat them was Houston because Houston was legit. Houston was legit. Right. But Kansas, both of them didn't. That whole that whole region area, that whole like right side of the bracket just was not like there was not much tough matchups. Right. I mean, there are not Kansas, a lot of people you were scared of. Yeah, anymore. Providence beat Richmond, and then Providence got smacked by Kansas. Kansas beat Creighton. Kansas beat Miami because they somehow made it to the Miami elite. Miami was playing good ball again. Though. It's Miami though. It is like, Miami. True. Seventy-six to fifty. Like that's not. You're not even scared. The Elite Eight sucked as a whole. True. But I mean, because they smacked Miami, North Carolina smacked the hell out of St. Peter's and ruined that. So all I'm saying is, Kansas got here pretty easily, but they handled Villanova. I mean, like man, different. They, they did. They made Villanova look differently than any other time in the tournament. And that's what's scary. Kansas is legitimately should be here in the finals because. When you looked at this bracket, most people were taking either Arizona, mm-hmm. Kansas, or um, who else? A Villanova, Ohio, uh, not Villanova, Arizona, and Kansas. Really, the only three I think people were looking at right. in this bracket to make to make the uh, the championship. Unless you were a huge Houston Cougs fan, I don't know. Houston was and, legit, and that's more on them. When you watch that game, it was more of. Houston having the inability, I, I get it. Dance what brought you there, but there was a point in time where Houston needed to go. Okay, today's not our day from the perimeter. Yeah. Like they should have just had to go and put the ball on the floor. Yeah, and they really didn't do it. They just said, "Hey, we're gonna just shoot ourselves in or out of this game," and and then the game went sideways. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, that's the beauty of March Madness because it's always gonna be there's somewhere that's gonna be a team that just makes sense. Yep. They make sense They just when you look at the body of work and what they bring, and then somewhere down the road is a team you didn't anticipate. Yeah, so I'm glad that we're seeing this matchup, though. But North Carolina as a whole uh, has has gone through the gauntlet this March. It just it just might not be enough because Kansas just dismantled Villanova, who I thought might win the championship. Yeah. Um, and when you beat a team like that handily, 81-65, to 65, that's a powerful team, man. It was tough. What was weird about that game 
is how the Villanova coach uh, didn't call a timeout right away when the game was clear. Starting to get, get away from him. Yeah, it was like 10-0, and then, you know, then they scored, then it was 12, and then then they made a bucket that kept it. <laughs> right before he they were saying he was going to call another timeout, but then they came right back down and hit another three. So it was like, before you knew it, it was 33-16. to 16. Yeah, dude, Abaji and McCormick just tore it up that game. Abaji's no joke, bro. I don't know. I don't know who to compare this kid to. Like, he's so talented. I just, I just don't. There's. He reminds me too much of like Josh Hart and stuff in college, where he was really, really good. Yeah, but it just never really Trans- trans- translates. Right. I hope he does though, because he's talented, man. He really is. It's just, it's. I'm bad at, at understanding what translates. I'm really bad at that. On the NFL stage, I can do it all day long. Yeah. The NFL, I could be like, oh, this dude's going to be really solid. Like, I think most people, whenever Dak Prescott got taken in the fourth round, we were like, this dude's better than a fourth round pick. You know, Dalvin Cook with the Vikings, I was like, he's going to be great. The, the NFL's a little bit more meaty to, to be like, hey, you know what? I can kind of tell this guy's going to be a good player. Right. In the NBA, it's like, everybody's so good. Right. There's already the established guys who's going to really break through that ceiling. And I'm I'm awful at picking who does it. I thought like so many picks. I thought like Jared Selinger was going to be incredible when he came out of Ohio State like years ago, and he right. was awful. Like there were so many people that I thought were going to be really it, good. I think the system they go into has a lot to do with 100%. it as well, and, and how they develop. Probably more it. than anything. Yeah, yeah. So that's always because so, you look at Kawhi. If Kawhi never came to San Antonio and went to Orlando, yeah, would he be Kawhi? Mm-mm. I don't think he would be. Well, Kawhi was a, Kawhi had zero shot. That's what I'm saying. He's a defensive stopper. Right. But Kawhi, at at his best anywhere else, might have been Tony Allen, like a super defensive so player, but nothing else. Right. Um, yeah, I agree, man. You're right. The system matters. So, Kansas, North Carolina, we got a kind of solid bet on it. We do got to get out of here and uh, go to another segment break real quick. And when we come back, what do you want to talk about, bro? You want to talk about a little, should we do a very special edition before March Madness? Before WrestleMania, before the end of the NBA season, should we do a fresh Griller to Chill It? That's, yes. That's the question. Yes, we should. Let's do it. Griller to Chill It coming up. A special edition of Griller to Chill It here on the Sunday Sports Grill. Do not go anywhere. You are tuned to the San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM, and on the go at com. Oh, man. Oh, that's what we're doing. Yo, we send the tone, Edwin. I'm about to go for yesterday. Now you keep playing with me, dog. Hmm. Let it ride a little bit. Let it ride a little bit. It's a Sunday. We vibing out. Hmm. Hell, man. Damn. I gotta get... Why don't I have this in my rotation? You gotta get it right, man. Come on, now. Now, let's talk a little bit about a topic on this show that's unique to this show only, right? That's right. When you tune into the Sunday Sports Group, you tune into an experience. You know what I mean? You're tuned into a full first class experience that you're not going to get on any other show. It's just that's no. that it is what it is. So we do Griller to Chill it every week where we take a topic and Quinn Hudson here is the engineer of Griller to Chili. He's always the mind and the brain around this. And so basically, Quinn, if you could please break it down every week like we do. Explain Griller to Chill it for the people who are first time listeners. If you're listening to a Griller to Chill it is a topic. We're going to bring up a hot sports topic or pop culture related topic. And if it's hot and you agree with it, we're going to grill it. We present grill. Yes. And just like with a lot of things at a barbecue, some things can wait and maybe hold up, not just yet, and we'll chill it. 
Mm, that's it, man. So it, it's a little colder, a little colder take on it if you're not going with it. So that being said, Big Poppy, mm-hmm. you know Tom Brady retired. Yeah. And supposedly. Then, and so yeah, allegedly. We use allegedly. Air, air quotes and all of that, right? Yep. He supposedly retired. Then he unretired. Yep, because why wouldn't he? Right. Because he well, he said he retired because he wanted to spend time with his family. Yeah. Five months later, he I'm looking forward to the upcoming NFL season. I don't well, know what you that see means. you see the homework the kids are doing and say, damn, math got hard from when I was a kid. I'm oh, not trying, yeah. not trying to that new math that. ain't no joke. That new math ain't no joke. I'd be helping my niece. I put the pressure on her. I'd be like, look, I I passed my grade. Yeah. If I do it for you, I'm not helping you. That's right, exactly. So, you need to pay attention. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's what it's like. He's yeah. like, yo, you know what? Listen, I I went to I went to college. Yes. I did all my things. I did. I'm not going back to school. Yeah. yeah. If if I do it for you, how am I helping you? Could you, you? imagine Tom Brady's a stay at home dad? No, no way. I, I really, I really can't. Dad, toss me the remote. Just a dart to your head. <laughs> it's a straight <laughs> dart. So that being said. Tom Brady comes out of re- saying, I'm going to play again, basically. Right? Uh, I said I wasn't going to play. I'm going to play. Bruce Arians then goes into the front office. Yep. Said, Todd Bowles gets the defensive coordinator, gets promoted to the head coach. By the way, Todd Bowles, what the hell is Michael Jimenez on this one? Yeah. That's all let's I know. Talk about- <laughs> real quick, real quick, because we got to get out of here fast. Okay. Real quick, go ahead. So in case if you, those, of y- those of y'all who don't know, Todd Bowles. Edwin, it, did you hear this? Were you there for that? So, what, you, let me hear your headphones. Edwin got something to say. I, it wasn't the day I was doing halftime. I was at KTSA. Yeah. I heard about it, and I, I thought it was a joke at first. Yo, yeah, boy, was not yeah. joking. I, I thought, like, at least you've seen Todd Bowles at least at some point. So I mean, considering you, he's been a head coach before with the Jets. That's. Like, for four or five years. You're exactly right. And some will say that Todd Bowles. <laughs> he this, dude. He would say Always that Todd Bowles was, was the, the MVP of the Super Bowl. You mm-hmm. know, that the defense against Kansas City was key. So Michael Minnis goes into, has a hot take. Yeah, hot take. Hot take that, you know, with Todd Bowles being anointed as the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, when Bruce Arians goes into the front office without opening up inv- invitations for the Rooney Rule to in, to interview minority candidates for at least giving them the consideration yes. given given the history yeah, or lack respect, thereof. Out of respect of, to minority coaches. Correct. Right. Except Ty Bowles is, is it, black. Is, is blacker than Wesley Snipes. Yo, so what are we talking there's, about? There's here? no reason why that would even be a Rooney Rule violation. <laughs> They're pledging to cut him off like the Oscars. No, but I think Pledge gave him slack on the rope Yo. and allowed him the leash to just. Pledge knew this dude. Michael Menace was all in, like against the Yo. violation of Tampa Bay needing to be called out by not. <laughs> Todd Bowles bringing in a minority. Michael Menace came up there, <laughs> smack real quick. Uh, Roger Goodell's on the line one. Uh, yes, Tampa Bay, we need to talk. Um, it's to our understanding you've hired a black coach without interviewing any other black coaches. <laughs> Goodness, good. Just a reverse rule. What is this? All right. Anyways, so continue with your hot seat. Yeah, you're going to be real on this. And I hope Hermenes is listening too, man. That's our man. You know, oh, I think he traveled. I think he went somewhere to oh, California. Yeah. Hopefully not anywhere near yeah. Tampa Bay. Yeah, so, and yeah. So that being said, we don't really know what the real motivation it was. It was a very weird retirement of Tom right, Tom Brady, right, right. and it was weird to him coming back. And there's all these moves coming in. You would think most coaches would want to ride out something when they still have the greatest 
quarterback of all time still on their roster. But Bruce moves out. And we've all heard the stories about the conflict or the bumping of heads between Tom Brady and Bruce Arians. So grill it or chill it, Brandon Big Poppy Medina. Yep. Grill it or chill it. Did Bruce Arians stepping down from head coach, is that the reason Tom Brady came back? Grill it or chill it. Mm, I'm going to chill it. I see what you're doing here, mm. and I don't like it. You know, you know what I, mean? I don't like it. You're trying to to put me to make a hot take that I want to make. You know, yeah. <laughs> trying to force me into a hot take. Come on in. Water's Listen, fine. The water's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's a sauna. But all I'm saying is, I don't think that was the reason for Tom Brady. I truly believe Tom Brady was probably just bored, man. Like what your life has revolved around the sport of football. Yeah. And now, for the first time ever, you got to be a quote unquote right regular person chilling out at the house. Watching Netflix, you already missed out on a lot of great Netflix shows the past couple of years. Like, there's nothing that you're gonna you're starting late on everything. You yeah. know, it's his first time watching Game of Thrones, first time watching <laughs> just TV shows that he's missed out on over the years playing. But he's got his avocado mix stuff. Yeah, right? but how many times can you eat a damn thing of toast? You know what I mean? How many times can you eat that before saying, you know what? I miss the meals they make for me at practice. <laughs> I miss being the man. I just think he truly got bored, man. Honestly, uh, no, jo- all jokes aside, I think he got bored. I think he wanted to play. I think he felt there was more in the tank. And truly, he's not wrong. I mean, this guy was in the MVP race just last right. year. Threw for more touchdowns than he could have ever thrown, period, at his age, at least, from what we were thinking. Um, every stat tells you he has some more left in the tank. And not only that, Tampa continues to add weapons, continues to move things around for him, continues to add to uh, their popularity as a squad. And I think without Tom Brady, this team is in shambles. Um, even with the talent around, when you don't have a quarterback, you know how that goes. It's just right. you're not going to go anywhere fast. So with Tom Brady, this team again becomes a contender, makes the NFL interesting, and the NFL is better when Tom Brady is in it. Whether people agree or disagree, it makes for more riveting storytelling. True. So. That's how I agree. Now, you like, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, that's what you're gonna say. You like Tampa Bay over the Rams? No, you still think Rams better? I still team. think the Rams are a better team. Yeah, still. Yeah, but we'll finish this conversation after. I want to save my grill to chill it real quick. I want to mm-hmm. tease it up a little bit. You know what I mean? Hope, but you know my grill to chill is gonna be like. It's going to be like Morbius, right? It Ooh. sounds and looks good, but it's really an awful take. So that's how it is. Cause it sounds Morbi- like Moonlight, Morbius too. Sucked. Moonlight's so, just as bad. So with that, we'll come back after this. This is the Sunday Sports Grill. We'll put a bow on the show. Our last grill to chill in, and we'll start talking about what we're streaming and what we're watching just to put a grill on it. Now, when we come back, be ready for the hot takes because I'm coming at you with this, Quinn. Mm-hmm. All right? I'm going to make you make a hot take. All so right. Be ready because they're going to grill you at Fiesta for this one. All right. All righty. Here we go. This is the San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM, and on the go at com. We'll be back after this. What's going on, San Antonio? This is the Sunday Sports Grill. Hope you're having a beautiful Sunday. We're going to put a bow on the show right now. I saved my last griller to chill it for Mr. Quinn Hudson. Quinn Hudson, mm. are you ready to get put on the spot right now? We here. Let's go. All righty. Here we go, sir. Are you ready? Is DeJounte Murray a top 10 spur of all time? Griller to chill it. 
Oh man. Oh yeah. Oh, oh man. man. I'm going to <laughs> chill it. Okay. All right. And that hurts me to my heart. Nah, it, it hurts. It hurt. No, it does hurt because I actually I not only I liked DeJounte even before he was hurt. I felt like he was going to be, I, I wanted to see the DeJounte Kawhi show. I felt like, oh my gosh, they, they had potential. Even with LaMarcus Aldridge being a a slower version in, in what he is now. Can you imagine if they had learned, if, if DeJounte hadn't gotten hurt, if Kawhi was still here playing with LaMarcus Aldridge, I feel like the Spurs are still contenders. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right up there. Just exceptional. But that being said, no. And 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 this is not a knock against DeJounte Murray because I believe first he's an exceptional talent and he has the potential to be a top ten spur. Um, but the body of work just isn't there. So this year is his breakout year, and I would need to see that consistency before I get he gets into that conversation. Cause you can't just be the splash. Like this we need to we need to build on this year to to be greatness requires consistency and longevity okay Okay. so that's why i don't put him in the top 10 i see exactly your point man and i was just i just wanted to make see if you're gonna make a hot take yeah so i it was gonna trigger me i had to put you into a corner real quick yeah you did and and, you know but when you start walking through it you know you start naming i mean he's not far i will say he's not far off he's not far but now here's where we start to to splice things right is it is it the performance of the player in the Spurs uniform or the performance of the player who donned the Spurs uniform? So, like, Dominique Wilkins mm-hmm. played his Spurs. Oh, but I he was at the twilight that. of his career. No, yeah. You have to, I'm Artis talking about... Gilmore plays Spurs. No, we're talking career with a Spurs jersey with a Spur. on. Not, not coming into the Spurs organization. I already had a career. Okay, this is interesting. Because so you could also talk about T-Mac in there. You could yeah, throw, you, yeah, 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 you could. That's why I was, I was trying to make sure I had proper context. But still, no. Um, but what, Sean Elliott, no, he deserves to be Sean Elliott for sure is in the top 10. Yeah. You what I'm saying 10. is you start talking about like Johnny Moore, James Silas, stuff An- like that. Antoine Carr. Yeah. You start talking about Avery Bradley, Bruce Bowen, like people who are really, really good. Yeah. But DeJounte, I think is, is a whoa, little bit whoa, whoa. better. You putting DeJounte over Bruce Bowen? No, 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 no. I'm saying as far as career wise outlook, Avery. Like, yeah, I think. Oh man! Now you trying to you put Johnny Moore's jersey in the Raptors. One hundred percent. But you put Dejounte over Johnny Moore. <laughs> All right. See. Like, wait, no. Yes. Oh, ain't no I would. Fun I, would. I, would. The gun. I would. I would. See. Simply because nobody's doing triple doubles My the way we've seen Dejounte right now. My foot's wide. I know up. it. I'm the, just saying. The players I mentioned took the team to the playoffs. No, you're right. What you talking about? I'm just okay. stats. He had George Kervin, Johnny Moore. Come on, <laughs> stop playing with me. All right, All right. Dejounte, we love you, man. Spurs, we love you. We'll see you at Fiesta. You know, hopefully not only today go but Spurs, this week. Go, go Spurs, go. We'll see you guys next time. This is the Sunday Sports Grill. Peace.